Hey everybody, um, welcome back to Six Pod. This is uh, this is being recorded not even ten minutes after um, one of the worst. Um, yeah, I would say one of, if not the worst, Toronto sports performances uh, most of us and I've seen in our lifetime. So uh, we're just going to get right into it. We got a lot to say. So a uh, little disclaimer, this is just going to be a lot of, yeah, a lot of anger, a lot of sadness. So Simon, initial thoughts. This is a different type of feeling um, than previous playoff losses uh, for the sole reason that we were the favorite. This is the first time in, I would say, Shanahan's era in where we were the heavy favorite. And it, and it hurts more because we, I allowed myself and many other fans to believe that this team was different, that things were different. We, 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 we did good. So there will be a lot of uh, anger, Jacob and I, and it will come. Don't worry. As this podcast gets recorded, it's, it's boiling up, but I I want to at at least attempt to approach this somewhat um, systematically. What do you think led to the Leafs demise? If you could give one or two things that 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 really just didn't get on, I have I have my answer. What do you think yours is, or what is your opinion on, on what just happened? We lost a series where we were up three to one. Yeah, I think I think first of all, I and I talked about this a lot, especially like going into the preview. If your guys aren't who they're supposed to be. You're not going to win. And at the end of the day, our guys, let's say, give give credit to other than William Nylander, our guys, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, even Zach Hyman, um, Nick Foligno, like guys like Joe Thornton, guys that you expect something out of, we got nothing out of. And I think that's number one. I think I I do, and I know this is a bit of a a bit of a cop out for the Leafs, but I think you have to give some credit to Carey Price because he stood on his head today. He was unbelievable. He, so. I mean, you got to give credit to the to the whole Hobbs, the whole yeah, team. They all, like, they wanted it more. Like if, if we're gonna, that's just it, that's it. I, I, like take away the camaraderie aside, and I love beefing with with the Hobbs man. It was just, it was like they they you put it perfectly. They wanted it more. They executed better. And there were a lot of things that the, the that the Canadians just did better, which is pitiful, which is pitiful. So my answer, it's two words. His name is Mitch Marner. I can't believe that he moped around for seven months because he and his family wanted to be paid the same amount as Matthews hometown kid really wanting to, to play for the Leafs grew up being a Leafs fan and just was a dick about it. Took Dubis to the bank. You wanted his contract. 
He shows up in the regular season when he wants and then does absolute jack in the playoffs. And not only does it help his team, not only does it help his team, but is actively deterring it. He looked like, like a, like a, like a rookie. His like, or in the, in his first game in, 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 in NHL, he couldn't make a two foot pass. He was coughing pucks up. He looked anxious. That's it. That's $10 million. We're paying him to do what? It's been now 18 games since this guy has scored a playoff game in a, in a playoff game. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Just, just mark my words. I am a strong believer that tonight was the last game. One can hope that I will ever see Mitch Marner in a, in a Leafs jersey ever again. I never want to see him. I want him gone. I want him. I want him. I want him gone so bad. Take accountability for yourself. Don't say we, we didn't get started on time. We didn't execute. We didn't, you know, we, 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 no, it's you. It's you. And so you wanted this contract. You got it. Show up. Yeah. And and on that point, Simon, if you want to be like a max contract type of guy, not only do you have to be willing to play in the playoffs. Okay. Here's the thing. It's not even like he, He's because he, he obviously had a great regular season, Simon. But it's not even like he was anything close to that. It's not even like he was like yeah, he had four assists, but it's it's not even like he's anything resembling that that regular season Mitch Marner no. with no. who was like it didn't even look like points. it wasn't even like it wasn't even like um like pucks just weren't going in. like he just looked like two completely different players and and not to mention the giveaways on the defensive end, which you don't see a lot of during the regular season, like. I can't, t- I, I, I counted how many times today I could, I could see him just like have in like an indecision moment when he's going through the neutral zone. And I could, I just stopped counting because every time he went through the neutral zone is either a stupid drop pass, he's going to dump it in or he's going to lose it. And that's not the Mitch Marner we've, you know, expected and paid $11 million to see. And on top of, like I said, if you want to be a max contract guy, you're going to have to own it. You're going to have to perform. And then you're going to have to deal with the consequences. You're just going to have to deal with it because you, like you said, seven months dragged it out and you wanted this money. You believed you were worth it. At the end of the day, you got outperformed by, uh, let's say, I don't know, how old is Spezza? 39 years old, 38 years old? Bro, Cole, Cole Caulfield looked more dangerous. This guy's played, I think, eight games in the, in the, in the NHL, nine games. This guy, like, I just, I can't believe what I saw tonight. Same as last year. And it's the, it's the, just the galaxy brain penalties. It's like is the pressure what, where there's no fans. Is it because you're getting paid 10.983 million dollars? Is that it? So, so here's, here's my thing, Jacob, here's my thing. And I've created a list during the last 30 minutes. I think Willie did. I think Nylander scored near the end i could literally care less screw it i've made a list of players that i think we should keep things that we're we shouldn't keep and and players that i'm kind of on on the on the iffy boat can we go through that together yeah i was just actually about to say who 
Yeah, I was going to actually ask a similar yeah. question. Yeah. So let's go into that. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready. First, Marner. I don't care where he goes. And the reason why, the reason why, the reason why I think, because the whole narrative is, well, do is sign him to this massive contract. No team is going to want to take it. That's a lie. If you look at how the contract's structured, the majority of his money has already been paid. Oh, so it's not, it's an so, average annual value of that's what I'm saying. It's an AEV. But he's gotten, it's an, like, yeah, it's an AEV. And so a lot of the money, which players want to do these days so that they can invest more money, obviously, like that's what like young players want, like front heavy contracts. So Marner, of course, got his wish. And so his, his cap isn't bad. I don't have cap friendly up right now. I, I can, I can do some digging a little bit later, but it's not bad. Gone. I don't care. Enjoy Columbus. I don't even know what we want from Columbus. Truly. I don't. I, I just go, just go, just go. And you know what? He's going to hate it because he can't get his endorsement. Do you think Manulife is going to want to do um, uh, a, a, a commercial with, with a, with a Columbus player? No. Do you, do you think, uh, where else, what, what else does he do? Does he, yeah, I know it's Manulife. He has his Marner assist fund. Man, the text messages that I'm getting, I'm just getting absolutely reamed right now. Marner, do you agree? Do you agree? Yeah, I have Marner on that list too. I, my list, I had a list similar to yours, um, but guys that just absolutely had no effect on this series. Like they were just like essentially pylons in this series. Like they didn't add, they had no kind of effect on the defensive end either. They didn't add to the offensive. Like there, I have a list of guys, and this is probably similar to your list of whom I want gone, but Simmons, I just found gone. Yeah. Thornton gone. Yep. Anderson. See ya. Yep. Hall gone. I, you Hall better, Hall better pay Jake Muzzin's dinner for the rest of his career or his tenure at least. I am pretty confident that if Hall didn't, if wasn't paired with Muzzin, I don't think you'd be, I don't think you'd be an NHL um, defenseman. Seriously. Do you see him tonight, man? He looked so bad. Like, and like, it's, he's looked bad when, when, when Muzzin's out. You're a little iffy on that. Why? I don't know. I, I didn't notice a lot of blunders on his edge and that could be, you know, also a bad thing. Like you didn't notice someone that means they're not really pulling their own weight, but uh, he wasn't someone I identified as a pylon throughout the series. I know his, he did get scored on a number of times like his uh, and that's, I guess Muzzin was with him at the time too, but I noticed the Hall Muzzin pairing got scored on a couple times throughout the series. And I expected them to be a pretty solid, you know, defensive core there. So here's, I, here's, here's who I'm keeping Jacob Matthews. So you're done. He, that's it for that's, your, uh, that's my, that's my like, for sure. See ya, You're gone. Like, I don't want to ever see you in a Leafs Jersey again. Mm-hmm. Unquestionably keep. Matthews. Okay. Nylander. Brody. Campbell. Spezza. Is that because you want to keep them, but you want them to succeed somewhere else? No, I want to keep them for my team. I want to keep Oh, I thought you said questionably keep. No, no, sorry. Like for sure. My apologies. My apologies. Sorry. No, sorry. That list probably was really confusing for you. No. Those (laughs) those (laughs) these are my these are like my for sure keeps. I want them forever. Okay. Yeah. I can agree with that. Jacob, I, I, wait, read me that list one more time. So Matthews, Matthews, Nylander, Nylander, Brody, Campbell, Spezza. 
I think, you know who I think actually pulled a lot of weight this series, and we talked about this last time, but I think someone that deserves a little more credit uh, is Kerfoot. Yeah, I think he's destined for Seattle, but yeah, for sure. Jacob, I, I tend to think of the episode part like the episode titles when i'm editing it may be something that you you and i you know you say or maybe it's some theme that we're talking about i think it's very clear that spezza deserves better is just a perfect episode title for for this because how can he be the second leading scorer he had he was on a 30 point pace and he plays fourth line league minimum are you kidding me? Do you know how do you know how selfish the Leafs are for for just for just being like yeah sounds good, man. I, I just I, I like love I'm him like, so much. I do too. I've always he's been one of my favorite players, and he assisted on the goal today. So, um, I'm I think it's a crime that he wasn't a player in his prime for the Leafs because like I obviously knew Spezza just because he's Jason Spezza, but man, he's good. He's a good person. He's great with the media. We are so selfish to have him. Yeah. My two kind of questionably keeps is Hyman and Riley. I, I, mm, I'm kind of indifferent with either of those. Here's where I am actually, because I, I wasn't a huge Riley guy, to be honest, like going into the series, but I, I actually respect the amount of ice time Riley put into this because he was like the leading ice time guy this whole series. And I'm pretty sure almost on both ends, there might be another player on Montreal. I, I don't know about, but he led the least in ice time most games. Right. And I respect that he played really hard. He didn't get a lot going offensively, but he rushed a lot. He, he kind of got back and again, not a hockey analyst. So what I'm saying is not going to be super hockey, but like, I just didn't, um, I, I felt like he, he worked hard and it, it didn't have a lot to show for, but I felt that he, he put in a lot to the series that I don't think you can say for most of the team. So yeah, a lot of respect there and, and similar, similar thoughts for Hyman. I'm just, I, I, I agree with your point, Jacob. I think Hyman, I sorry, Riley had a really, really good playoffs. Um, especially comparative to like his kind of, um, rocky season, uh, regular season. Yeah. Um, uh, Hyman, I think the money that he wants and the term that he wants, I just don't think the Leafs are going to do the way he plays his game. He's not going to have a super long contract. The Leafs are already cap strapped. Well, depends on what we do with the Marner's contract, but at the moment, Leafs are super cap strapped and this is his one opportunity to get paid. I don't know if he's going to take a hometown discount and I don't blame him because no one else on this team does. Yeah. And yeah, I got it. Like, you know, I, I just don't, I don't blame him. Go, go, go to, go to Detroit where you can just get a, a guy, a five, five million dollar AV, six, eight, six, seven. I'm interested. He's a guy that I think has the potential to be like, cause he, he has the potential to be what I thought he was going to be on this team. A really good supporting yeah. gritty grinder yeah. that plays with, you know, top six top, talent. Yeah. And so I think he has the potential to do that on an actual good team. Imagine him 100. in Tampa. Imagine him saying. in Tampa. Imagine him in Boston. Imagine him in Vegas or or Colorado. Like I think he adds a lot to a good team. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, when your good players aren't playing, what he does isn't as highlighted because no. he was the guy today. And I, I, you know, he had a lot of chances, but Carey Price was like again standing on his head for a lot of those chances. And he's not the guy you want to shoot in space. He's the guy you want to like you know get in the corner, uh, get that puck in front of the net. And just because he didn't score on those chances, I don't think reflects. 
um, what he adds to those teams. I know people are frustrated that he missed a couple of chances, but again, Carey Price is, is, was just on, on a different level this game. Uh, Hyman's not the guy who's, who's expected to be pot in those, right? So no, I think he played no. his role pretty well. And he was someone, again, like Kerfoot, like Spezza, like Nylander, who throughout the series I saw consistent energy and consistent play from. So, yeah. Again, though, I don't, I don't think he's worth, you know, seven six, months eight, of or five point five or whatever yeah. for that he wants to get. And hey, go get paid. No one else yeah. wants to be friendly here at the in in Toronto. So I know you're a hometown guy. You've expressed that you want to stick around, but screw us, seriously. And I, I gotta just, like go, go, just go. Yeah. Same with like, no. I say that, I said that, like I want to keep Spatza, but hey, he, if you want to go yeah. to Coral, if you want to go to Colorado, that's okay. I don't you think know. he's leaving. I think he's, he's not. And water. that's that's the yeah. thing that pisses me off the most is that like he won't play for anywhere else. And this guy is good. He's still effective. How how do how do we have a thirty point player playing on our on our fourth line, bro? He out he outpointed Josh Anderson, who makes five point five million. I know we've said that it's, this in previous podcasts, but even just throughout the 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 postseason, he looks better than Josh Anderson. How and, do we lose against yeah, on the Canadians? On this point, Simon, how was he playing on the fourth line? What I found appalling, and this is similar to what I talked about last week in terms of Charlie Montoya. How does Sheldon Keefe make zero adjustments? Zero adjustments. Even at the very, in the last three minutes of the game, we're still seeing that stupid drop pass in the breakouts. We're still seeing the same lines rolling out. Keefe made some bad calls tonight. Bad calls. The first one was just continuously putting Marner and Matthews together. When you have 88 just gunning, looking fantastic tonight, engaged, physical, retrieving pucks, making passes, why aren't you putting him with Matthews? How do you get out coached two series, two series in a row? You got outcoached by Torts in the bubble, plain as day. Torts wiped the floor with Keith. Just and then you you get you get outcoached by 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 Ducharme. What, what's his name again? Exactly. Dominic Ducharme. Who the hell is he? Isn't he new this year? Didn't they just like Bro, fire they, him? They fired Julian in like yeah. like within a two month and a half into the season. Yeah. So you're getting so, your guy. Jacob, I have a question. Out of, what's the likelihood? Let's uh, so we, we we've kind of done this last, and I know this is sporadic, but this is raw. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna punch a wall tonight. What do you think the likelihood of Dubis getting fired is? Yeah, someone's gonna be using someone's gone. Yeah, and and I think I honestly think Dubis did. I think he put us in the best position possible. There was last one off mistake season. Dubis made. Signing Felino. Felino. That or making yeah. a trade. Making a trade yeah. for Felino. He should have gotten Hall. And I was listening yeah. to the Leaf Report by The Athletic with um uh, Jonas Siegel and James Myrtle. And this narrative that, like, oh, uh Taylor Hall did not want to come to Toronto because Hall could choose. He had a he had a full no full no move um and a full no trade. Like Hall would have came to Toronto. Dubis didn't want him because we thought we had enough scoring. Jacob, take that in. Now, do I think this series goes any different? 
maybe not because Marner just doesn't show up to big games. But we've at least, already, we've, at least at least if Marner's not showing up, you have another guy. That's what I'm saying. Who's an elite offensive player? Felino's clearly hurt, and I just love that yeah. we gave a first round pick for that. That's a that's fantastic. That is fantastic. So yeah, um, I think Dubis will be back this year or this come next season because he did he did a lot. He did a lot of great things. Keeps gone. Keeps gone. I I, Keeps I, gone. I he's got. Either that or his entire coaching staff has to be wiped. I Maholtra, Sia. What are who are you? Seriously, what did you do to this power play? Seriously. We are so incapable the- of scoring on the power play. It was ridiculous. Like that power play in the third period. I think like, you the put Nylander on the start. first power play. I'm so tired of this two power play approach that Maholtra died on that hill this season. I, I, I just don't know. But again, if Keith, maybe Keith was the one who was gunning for that because clearly Keith is also dead in his ways because he did not put Nylander with Matthews. So, may, I, Jacob, something is happening this offseason. I, I, and when I calm down and when I speak to my therapist about this, then I will be able to think a little bit more logically, but someone is getting fired. I really, really, really hope it's Marner. I really, really do. I hope he's gone. I, I have a jersey of his. See ya. He can take it with Columbus. Maybe he can sell it a little bit because he's going to have no endorsements. Second, I, we got to have a whole new coaching staff. Whole new coaching staff. You think he's gone? I, you think he's gone? Oh, I think he's gone. I think it would be a mistake to keep him, to be quite honest with you. And, and Simon don't read into like my analysis of a coach because I don't know. I don't know hockey coaching that well, again, disclaimer, but I just, I felt no presence from the coaching staff. And I think to be an elite team, you need to feel the presence of the coach. You need to know that your coach is going to make the decisions that are going to put your team over the edge. And I saw not only did I not see a good decision being made or the right decision being made, Simon, I didn't see any decisions being made. I saw someone just sticking with his game plan. And to begin with, it's game seven, Simon. You're down John Tavares and you're not stacking your first line. I get that Hyman's a great player. I get that you trust Marner, but why aren't we putting the people that have produced? And we talked about we talked about Nylander, I know, but why aren't you putting people that produce at the top and riding them you're you're keeping the same the same lines intact that have brought this series to a seventh game i don't know i don't know why the second line today was galchenyuk Foligno, and nylander that's maybe the worst second line i can think of in this situation like you said Foligno's hurt he's not himself okay galchenyuk hasn't done much other than give away a goal yeah. um in this series cost, didn't give a go jay let's be very clear he costed a game he costed yeah. a game but yes he, cost he hasn't game. been good he hasn't been yeah good. and then not only that you have those two guys with your best player of the series and you're just gonna say yeah let's let's keep that together because that's gonna work how does how does that make sense Again, not a coaching analyst, not a hockey. It doesn't make fanatic. sense though, and I think maybe that's the most frustrating part. Is like, I, what is analytics showing that justifies this decision? Nothing is clearer than like putting Marner out. 
I like I don't know I don't know what it is. Is it is it his confidence? I have to I I, I we joke about like like his feelings getting hurt, but is this a serious is this a serious thing? Because is is it is it, is he going to get his feelings hurt if he if he gets bumped down if if he misses a shift? Is it is it what like I just don't understand why we just bubble wrap him? And man, he looks beat up, sad. Good riddance. Seriously. You we pay you ten point eight nine three million dollars. Have a great day. Go enjoy Buffalo. And I think for people that think we're being harsh here, nah. Imagine no. Listen, I want to give an analogy. Imagine working at your job. Okay, let's let's imagine you're Jason Spezza in a corporate office. You're making the minimum. You're making minimum you can make at that job. Okay, you go see a partner there or someone who's really high up, a manager, a director, whatever you want to say. And he's there because, you know, in the past, he's been really good. But when it comes down to the tough decisions and the big projects, that manager disappears. He doesn't do anything to help that project get done. That, that, and he's still going to get paid 11 times the salary you're getting paid, even though you're putting so much more into it. Like, And I know this may be a little bit of a raw analogy. I just came up with it on the fly, but this is essentially what happened. You see guys like Jason Spezza. You see guys like Alexander Kerfoot. You see guys like, again, TJ Brody, guys who are making fractions of what Mitch Marner makes do five to 10 times more than he does create way more defend way more, give up way less and And no accountability. Yeah. So if you're going to be at that pay, you know, at that pay height, you're going to be there. Yeah. We're going to criticize you for your performance because of how much you're making and what's expected with that performance. This, I, isn't, this isn't like a game or, or two games. This is just, this is now a, a, an identified pattern. He doesn't just show up in, in playoffs. And so what's the point? And the thing is, Jacob, there's a, there's a, and I'm not there yet in terms of looking at the positives, but the way Nylander played, on how dominant he was and how how good he looked makes it almost impossible for management to justify a trade. Like that, slander is not is never going to be tolerated on this podcast. That's not that for a while, but this reinforces the fact you that you Nylander, saw what I saw, right? Like he was just engaged, um, in, in impacting the game in different ways. Like his his ozone entries, the way he he back checked, the way he was laying his body, like he was making impact. And so one of like, and again, I'm I'm not tr- I'm not emotionally there yet to 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 look at what's next for this organization. Although I do think it's going to be a lot different. I think this team is going to be absolutely retooled to its ends and good. Um, I I just don't see how you trade Nylander after after just how how dominant he was. And if they do, I'm not watching the Leafs anymore. And that's that's a promise because that that would just be ridiculous. Simon, let me give you a number here. Yep. The last time the Leafs won a playoff series, I was at as a four-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, really? Yeah. So I was at the series, Sens Leafs, in 2004. No way. I didn't yeah, know that. It was No, no, no. So I was moving from Ottawa to Toronto. And as we know, my family is, you know, was Sens fans living in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. So we went to go watch this game, right? Yeah. Little did I know, as a four-year-old boy, that would be the last time the Leafs win a playoff series until I go into my fourth year of university. 
Yeah. Isn't that yeah. ridiculous? It it's 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 almost unbelievable. How do you have and correct me if I'm wrong, Simon, but how do you have the highest payroll? Am I wrong? I would say we're yeah, we're pretty in in just in terms of like hockey spending by far. Okay. How does that happen that you don't win a single playoff series in the in the lifespan of a grade 12 high school kid? Simon, a whole kid has just graduated almost from from high school since the Leafs won a playoff series with the largest payroll, salary cap, whatever. That's how long it's been. And this you see that any other any other sporting event, Simon? Yeah. The Lakers, oh, they've won a championship. Yeah. 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 The Yankees, oh yeah, they've won a championship in that time. Cubs. And the playoffs every Cubs. Year. Yeah, and they're not even a high payroll team. But I'm just like giving you like Yo, the guys. Oh, high hell. Yeah, my my apologies. Like, yeah, yeah, I understand now. Yeah, yeah. That that are in the same situation as the Leafs. You're the biggest market. You have the most money. Yet you can't win a playoff series in 17 years. Not only does this go deeper than management, this is just like some sort of curse. I don't know if it's a curse. I don't know if you can call it a curse because that would imply that we have bad luck. No, we have bad talent. We have just like, I yeah. can't even say bad talent. That feels bad because we have talented players. We have just bad execution. Bad, bad execution. Yeah, maybe that's it. Bad performance. And I don't here, know. Here's the other thing. And then and then maybe we, we stop this post-mortem or we can continue. I'm enjoying this. But I just feel like the, the team or the organization doesn't deserve its fans anymore. I, no, I, truly, I agree with you. I, I truly think, and I'm not trying to be melodramatic here, and I, I am as a person, but I, if I'm looking at this from um, like a, like just how people are, are feeling, I, I think the team lost a lot of fans today. And I, I, how can you blame them? I, I, I feel I, I said this to you a couple of days ago. I, I think after I think the reason why, because this is me kind of calm actually. Um, I think I, I think I accepted this after Game Six, and I just and and this just reinforced things. But I think that the, the organization lost a lot of fans today, um, so which is sad. I have a question similar yeah. to that point. Would you rather be a fan? You know. Like, let's say a fan of the, I can't even think of a team that's been so far to the playoffs as long as the Leafs have. But let's say a fan of like the smallest market team, Columbus, who essentially has never won anything, never will win anything, where you expect nothing every year. Or would you rather be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan where your hopes are up every year, you get the best stars, you get the biggest contracts, and you're told this is our year every single year. Yeah, you I, get I, let down. Like, what's worse, being a team that just is never ever in it, or being a team that's told you're a favorite to contend year in and year out, and just being disappointed year in and year out? What's worse? And like lose in like unbelievably heartbreaking fashion. Game sevens, series up three one. Um, to answer your question, Jacob, I I do think I think maybe the the small market team because at least you know what you're expecting. We were told yeah, that this exactly. team is different. We Dubas looked straight into the camera and said this team is built different. He he said that he was going to do some some things differently, and he did. He built his team. The players said things were different. Um, the 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 coaching staff players are different, and so we were led to believe that this team was different. When you're when you're a fan of a, a, a struggling team, and I don't even think a market has to do anything. Like for example, Ottawa Sens fans, how good are they feeling right now? They have a great young core. 
right? They, they, they have likable players. They have a, I think um, Pierre Dorian, I think is smart. I think that that Murray contract is going to haunt him in a little bit, but he, he's smart. He knows where his team is at. That's great. Like, like that I see is fun, but when you're a lease fan, it's, as you mentioned, just year in and year out heartbreak and, and, and just different ways of losing and Marner not trying. Um, it's, it's, is it a curse? Who knows? But you can't justify the effort that this team put forth um, in this series. Good on, good on Montreal. I'm they, they, they deserve that win. I'm, they just fully did. It's not even like Carrie Price. Carrie Price did Carrie Price things. Yep. Which was uh, which was going to be a factor. We we talked uh, about that at the beginning. Huge, We're like if Carrie huge. Price is Carrie Price, this could go huge. I I you know I don't know if I can actively cheer for Montreal, but I will be watching Montreal versus Winnipeg because that will be fun. I would like to see Hellebuck versus Price. I think the I, Jets run through them, honestly. I, I, and if they I thought do, the Leafs were going to run through them, though. So, hey, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe they have that thing that just brings a team to the next level in the postseason. Maybe they have that. Maybe they have guys like Shea Weber and Brendan Gallagher that are just going to pull you through tough games like this, right? Because at the end of the day, who scored, Simon? Brendan Gallagher scored. Corey Perry scored. Yep. Those are guys that Which are, was a bad goal, by the way. Which one? The Perry goal? Um, no, the Gallagher goal. Um, we're gonna end this section because I don't want I don't want to repeat itself on it. I don't want to become a podcast where it seems like we're whiny because there's gonna be a ton of those. This is justified. Tonight. This is like fresh off one of the worst yeah. losses in Toronto history. So. Um, but I, I do want maybe next week or maybe we run another episode throughout the week where we, we we really just break down kind of what what happened i want to sit on this i want to read the responses from the team i'd be i'm going to be interested um media exit interviews will be tomorrow we'll hear from dubis um we'll hear we'll hear from keith we'll hear from marner we'll hear from all those players and they'll be on the golf course by 2 15 tomorrow um but i i do want to end this with you know it's been a weird year this that though just the leafs the leafs season it's been the first year where i've covered it extremely close just because this podcast and and b there's just nothing else to do and maybe that contributed to just how i'm confident i was feeling in this team and, and maybe that was just false hope but this team has to be better. This team has to be shaken up. It's not retooling the bottom six like they did last year. They can't trade, you know, it was like a trade Janssen, trade Kapanen, sign TJ Brody, you know, retool your bottom six. This team needs a shakeup. I think this core is done. And when I say core, I'm, I'm including Riley in that core. The so five. Riley, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares. Tavares. I think that core is done. Um, as it should be. One question, though. One question before yeah. you want to blow all this up. How much 
do you attribute this series loss to the lack of our captain playing? Because so I think you a, have to consider you gotta that. you gotta take you gotta take it in, but it's the Montreal Canadiens. And, and one of our and, first one of our first episodes, the title was the Canadians are not as good as people yeah, think they're gonna be. Yeah. So yeah, like, and, it, and it's 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 quite on it and, and interesting. Like our very first podcast episode was Kyle Dubas deserves a statue. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to that, we said is Vladdy the problem. So maybe we're just a really bad take kind of podcast. Do we know what we're talking about? <laughs> um, no, you, you got to take it in. But Jacob, like there were moments where I was like, yeah, this this team can win the cup. <laughs> no, we can't. I again, I figured that out. Um. A just watching like the first or like the the third or uh, no the fifth game, and then watching teams like Boston and and Vegas and Colorado, who are just dominant. And so yeah, 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 you attribute this series loss to maybe losing your captain, and I think it's it's valid and and the emotional tool it is. But this team felt like they could do something this year. And even without Tavares, you have two all-stars on your first line, potentially three in a defense, right? Marner, Brody, arguably all-stars as well. You had great goaltending. Like Campbell did great. You have former Olympic players, right? And and Joe Thornton. Yeah. Like, I honestly, when I looked at this team at, at the end of the year, and we started talking about this, like there's every aspect of this team is built for a championship and now we're here so yeah i look i look forward i look for this is not going to be a fun off season for players or like i think i think it's going to be or should it be no no and i think i don't i like i i truly think some they're going to do something big i don't know if mlsc is going to take it in their own sense in their own hands and say see a shannon see a shanahan see a dubis see a Keith, see a, their whole player ops. Um, I don't know if they're going to absolutely just wipe this team. I don't know if it's a see a Marner, see a Riley, um, see a, see a Anderson. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, but I, we need answers. And I, I have to, I, I'll, I, I, I don't know why I'll be back next year, but I will be. Um, because and there are many many fans like me who just give this team like unrelentless support consistently. Like I I demote so much emotional <laughs> availability to this team much more than I, I really should, and this is this is it, man. It, it really just like it's a slap in it's a slap in the face for sure. But yeah, Leafs will be Leafs. Jacob, speaking of. Uh, galaxy brain decisions by by managers and coaches alike let's 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 move on really quickly um to your feelings of frustration with with another toronto coach yeah and this takes a little bit of a backseat just because the severity of the moments but i i did this also last week where i complained about charlie montoya but i don't know i i'm at a loss at this point similar to what I saw today from Sheldon Keefe. It's just like such a passive management style when you have talent and you have pieces and you just continue to just like have 
put yourself in bad situations, Simon. Let me give you just a breakdown for what happened yesterday. And again, I won't dwell on this too long because we did talk about this last time. But so yesterday, the Jays are up in the second game of a doubleheader. Doubleheaders are seven innings each, okay? Second game of a doubleheader. So it's the bottom of the sixth. Jays are up 4 nothing. Steven Mass starts to run into a little bit. Gets an error. Bounces and goes away. Okay. Gets pulled out. Tyler Chatwood comes in, who's been one of our more reliable guys. Tyler Chatwood gives up Steven Matt's runs, comes out the next inning. He comes out the next inning after giving up a couple runs. I mean, he comes out the next inning. And after coming out, you look to the bullpen, there's nobody warming up. And the Jays had just taken the lead again, okay? Because like I said, Chatwood let Matt's runs plus his own come across to make the game 4-4 in the bottom of the sixth. You're going to the seventh, which is the last inning. Simeon, great hitter, gets across a run. 5-4. What does he do? Oh, yeah, he puts the guy in who just gave up the tying run. Is there anyone in the bullpen warming up? Nope. Nope, we're just going to ride this guy. What does he do, Simon? He walks four people in a row. He walked four people in a row. And nobody started warming up in the bullpen until he walked his third guy. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. It doesn't add up to me. Now, I think- is that is that a call by Pete Walker, or is that is that a is that a is that a manager call? I just don't know if with baseball, like who makes that decision. It's consultation, obviously, but the manager is like the head coach, Simon. Like, okay, their decisions so are yeah. ultimately what yeah. flies. So, you there tell seems me. to be there seems to be this pattern developing with in inadequate decision making which is leading to losses at this point. And I think there's a difference between coaching that doesn't enable your team to win, but it's another thing when a coach is contributing to losses. And do you think it's at that point with with um the the manager yes. right now? Yeah. Simon Yeah, like I said, he didn't warm up anyone until he walked his third guy. Bases are loaded. It's a one-run game in the bottom of the 7th, which is the last inning. Okay, he finally warms up Anthony Castro. Chatwood walks in the next guy. So like, yeah, let's yank Chatwood now. Yeah, Anthony Anthony Castro just had to get up really fast, warm up really quick, probably out of routine, okay? And then he has to face Jose Ramirez, who yeah. is the Indians' best player. Yeah. He's he's an AL MVP candidate year in and year out. Like, I'm I'm pissed off as a player when that happens to me. So, like, he's just... He's, yeah, he's incompetent. And I think something's got to change. Again, won't dwell on this. We talked about this last week. Um, but yeah, something's got to happen when we have this much talent. Also, can you just give it to us straight? What's going on with George Springer? Like, I know, I know, like, he's injured, but he was on the 10 day IL Simon May 4th. Yeah. 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 It's going to be June 1st tomorrow. So <laughs> I don't understand. And like, Last last I heard of it in an interview, Montoya was like, he felt really good after his workout today. We'll see where it goes from here. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. I <laughs> and just and, all, he's on the bench too, just chilling. Like what? Um Yeah. I don't wanna yeah. We're already in bad moods. I mean, we don't we don't need to get into this one, but something I do want to talk about with you. Yeah. Um, and this is outside of the scope of Toronto, but there has been recently in the NBA 
some terrible um, fan actions going on. Yeah. So just to recap, so the NBA now it's the playoffs starting to let more and more people and now the pandemic's calming down. In the states, yeah. More and more people are going into the stadiums. Here's a list of things that have happened in the past week, okay? Russell Westbrook is injured walking out of the game. A fan dumps his popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Okay? Next day. Trey Young is inbounding the ball. A New York Knicks fan spits on Trey Young. Like he spat on him. Not if you do that to someone in the street, Simon, you're getting absolutely blown up. That's so disrespectful. Like, man. And then, yeah, we'll talk about the Kyrie Irving incident a little bit. So uh, for a little bit of backstory on this one, Kyrie Irving used to play for the Boston Celtics. The Nets are playing the Celtics in a current first-round Eastern Conference matchup. Um, Irving said going in, like, I don't want to hear anything from the fans. Let's keep this strictly basketball. Okay, I don't want to hear any racist comments, things like that. And yeah, the Nets win yesterday. Kyrie walks to the center of the arena, steps on the logo, gives it a little smear. Um, and then he's walking out and a fan just like rifles a water bottle at his head. Fan gets it detained, uh, possible charges of assault. He has so, been, she has been charged. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, Simon, I don't know what's going on, but fans are just coming back to stadiums and, and they're just like, being complete, completely disrespectful towards players. And I know people get heated in the moment. Like, but Simon, could you ever, in what mindset can you be where you just think it's okay to throw food at another human being? Yeah, it's... Or even and, spit on one. Like, uh, Yeah. It, it almost kind of feels like inhumane, right? It like is it's inhumane. like, no, no, like, and it is. But what I'm saying though, it's, it's almost like these, like, it's like, these 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 players these basketball players are, are are not people but instead just for the sole purpose of the enjoyment of the fans which is which is so so twisted mm-hmm. and yeah like i i don't know i don't know what's happening i and i i it's been crazy this past like i i understand like it's been a minute since like fans have been in the stands and stuff but like what is going on and like yeah i just don't like it's sickening. Like, like it is. these are it's... these are these are people. I would I would kill to be in any stadium of any sporting event right now. And you know the people that are actually in them are treating it like they're still at home on their couch, saying whatever they want, doing whatever they want. Yeah, in their own I just don't... like. Man, like why? Come on. Like, well, like yeah, like yeah. The privilege to go to a game, and these guys are all getting banned for life, and rightfully so. But I'm just getting sick of seeing that stuff because. Like, man, we've just, we've just gotten back into arenas and you want to do this. It's dangerous too. It's like, and there's this whole, like, there's this whole other issue with like, you know, the, the the racial inequality aspect, which I know Kyrie has brought up to it. And and that's also troubling as well. If, if that is playing into it too, because like, these these are, these are, these are humans and what are, what are we doing here? Right. It's like, just, just what are we doing here? Is it, I think a really good way of, of putting that. 100%. 100%. But other than that, the NBA playoffs are, I've been pretty exciting to watch. So if, if I know most people listening to this probably won't be watching because the Raptors aren't in it. But yeah, there are a couple series that are cool to watch, similar to the NHL, where they're just good teams playing each other. So it's been fun. It's been fun. I think, like, I don't, 
I don't know if there has been any discussion about like the like the NBA like switching playoff formats, but like I kind of like this like play in tournament reseed. It allows for like better matchups um right away in the first yeah round. yeah 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 and it's like it, it, it creates a little a little bit more um like they're they're a little bit more high tempo high tempo yeah okay yeah and yeah i think we'll uh we'll call it here <sighs> not a been, positive podcast no. and the more time least. the more time like it's it's sitting in now it's it's like i was like i i we were you know i was really i'm, I'm still fired up and now it's like it's defeating for sure, but thanks four for months, listening. Eh? We got four months to see the Leafs next, so thanks and for listening. Right and uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking around, folks. And we'll see you next week. We'll probably have some more thoughts on the on the Leafs situation, um, and definitely provide some more clarity on on the other situations or surrounding the leagues and stuff too. A little bit more stuff on the Jays because there is a lot of fun things to talk about there and um some more some more details about the nba playoffs and the nhl and all that fun stuff but we appreciate yeah, and that again one more disclaimer no disrespect to any of the people we're talking about we understand mm-hmm. they're they're mm-hmm. people no disrespect to the people we're just criticizing the performance uh, yeah of the player. Okay. so yeah just get that out there <laughs> for, um, le- for legal reasons <laughs> for legal reasons <laughs> all right all thanks right. guys uh,